Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Killjoy197, and this is what he has to say. Hi Sandman, from my personal experience over the last few years, with a transgendered male-to-female friend, I've noticed the most dramatic changes in her personality coming about due to her hormone treatment. She has slowly lost the ability to think logically, as she did before, and the changes now become very emotionally driven, and she becomes hostile to any criticism, breaking into fits over minor issues over random events, as well as changing her mentality to one where she looks at people for their utility value more than their friendship. Seeing this change firsthand has allowed me to see the development of female mentality in a compressed time period. I also have a couple of questions for you regarding bisexuality and homosexuality affecting women in MGTOW. Since it's offering men alternatives to spending time and money on women, and thus giving women less opportunities and more competition. And how does the trans community affect feminism as it opens the men are evil, women are good by nature debate up further and puts into question just who will benefit from feminism? Those born female or anyone identifying as such? Well, thanks for your questions, Killjoy197. And I've already spoken about the gay and bisexual influence of men in the MGTOW movement. In fact, I have two videos that I'm linking to in the description below called Women Hate Bi Guys? Question mark, and Gay MGTOW. However, you can find answers in those videos with regards to men and their sexuality. But your description of your male-to-female friend has got to make everyone see that being male versus female has more to do with hormones than anything else. Estrogen, the female hormone, often allows women to exploit men's strength. And testosterone, the male hormone, allows men to be exploited by women. More and more I realize that female nature is nature in a hormonal sense. And in the spirit of Movember, as well as estrogen and testosterone, I'm going to show everyone pictures of women in mustaches for this particular video. Your observations also got me thinking about a famous quote by Nikola Tesla. He was quoted as saying this, I believe if a beautiful woman, that is to say one beautiful in spirit, in manner and in thought, and in fact beautiful in every respect, a sort of goddess were to suddenly appear on the earth, she would command the entire world. Her leadership, I believe, would be universally recognized. Tesla is essentially saying that if a woman showed up with the mind and the heart of a man, she would have great influence and power over both men and women. Where would such a woman come from? Imagine, if you will, a male-to-female transsexual that was passable as a woman with regards to appearance, the sound of her voice and body language. But imagine if she still had the mind of a man as well as a penis and no one knew her dirty little secret. She would have to be so good at her acting that no one would fall for her trickery. Imagine then that such a person enters politics in her mid-30s and becomes a major world leader. This, after all, would be a person that men would be incredibly attracted to, and the women would idolize as well, and both sexes would be united in their love for such an individual. That, I believe, is the only way that such a person could exist, based on Tesla's description. But what if we could genetically or chemically alter women to suppress certain qualities produced by estrogen, while allowing others to flourish? What if we could effectively create a woman on the outside, but with a man's mind on the inside? Imagine if you as a man could wake up tomorrow as a woman, but still maintain all of your faculties as a male. I for one am for this type of genetic engineering, or chemical engineering, if it made women more rational. Then we could have something to look forward to beyond traditionalism. Rationality is the seed of civilization as well as creation. I suspect that most men want women to be on a generally equal playing field with regards to mental capability as most men, myself included. We don't have to go back to traditionalism, but we all agree that gender dynamics today aren't working. 
So we need a third option and need to be willing to think outside of the box to achieve it. But enough hypothetical talk before I get 50 thumbs down on this particular video for being too theoretical. So let me get back to this idea of transgender reality for the remainder of this video. I know two transgender male to female individuals that have gone through the full transformation. One went through the process of going fully male to female in a period of a couple of years. And trying to rationalize with her is often a futile effort. I spoke to her recently about the gender wage gap and was shut down completely over and over again and I couldn't get a word in edgewise. She had not only taken on the female identity, physically, but also mentally. And to some extent I was speaking to a person that had their mind influenced by estrogen. She had effectively been assimilated into the Borg Collective. And the only difference is that when a man gets assimilated into the female collective by changing his body to a female one, his intellectual uniqueness and qualities are not assimilated by the collective. Instead they're obliterated by Borg estrogen. From my experience, a male-to-female transgender person gains acceptance from most women. And what's also interesting is that a female-to-male transgender person also keeps their acceptance by the female collective, and they continue to keep their pussy pass. Female-to-male transsexuals, from my personal observations back in university, keep their female privilege, even when they tape down their breasts and look like Pat from Saturday Night Live. Bulldykes often retain most of their female privilege because for all intensive purposes, they continue to have vaginas. Unless, of course, they get hysterectomies and have their holes filled up with silly putty and then get a penis attached. I notice that many bulldykes, especially at events such as Slutwalk, continue to keep their acceptance by the female collective during their transformation. But I'm not really sure how much acceptance they get from males in the general population. When I was in university, many of the male students around me didn't accept the newfound masculinity of the bulldike professors that we had. Men are often hostile towards one another most of the time, so maybe that had something to do with it as well. Killjoy, you also ask who benefits from feminism, and to that question my answer is this. Ordinary women, male to female transsexuals, and female to male transsexuals as well. The individuals hurt most by feminism are often men. We are the ones that suffer from it. Killjoy, you also talk about how interesting it was to see the transition for your male-to-female transgendered friend to go from a rational and male-minded person to an irrational and female-minded person. I find a similar thing happens when children hit puberty. Puberty is a sexual transformation that almost all of us experience in our lives. And I have a young female cousin that's starting to go through puberty, and the behavioral differences are starting to pop up. She prefers female-only group preference and hangs out with other girls and older women, and only a year ago she was 10 and she would hang out with me at family functions. But now she's socializing with her own kind. And it's sad to see how sometimes hormones change children into adults. They start off as curious children and in many ways gender neutral. And then suddenly their behavior changes, not based on their own free will, but based on hormones. I remember going through puberty and having a hard time identifying with male identity. I also stayed as gender neutral as long as possible and didn't really start considering myself fully male until I started high school. But my cousin is getting zits on her face, and it's like the person that was there before no longer exists. Seeing children develop is the same thing in a compressed way, except the effects of gender transition from a relatively neutral place or identity often turns into something completely different. But Killjoy, you had the opportunity to see a man fade from being a man into becoming a woman and it's something that I've seen twice as well. I also noticed that women that transition to male hormones seem to have a harder time dealing with male aggression. They seem to get a lot angrier than most men, and I can't quite figure out why. 
Someone once told me that estrogen makes you more aggressive than testosterone. Perhaps that's the reason. Or perhaps it has something to do with the fact that male-to-female transition transgender people, in fact, didn't grow up as boys and never had to deal with other boys beating them down in part of the hierarchy. Or perhaps it has something to do with female privilege and the fact that they now see themselves as females and they're exploring their sexual identity for the first time. I'm not sure. If anyone out there has any theories about this, please share them in the comments section below. The one thing that I did take away from my feminist indoctrination courses in university is that gender identity is not something that's set in stone. It's often something that slides on a scale from pure masculinity to pure femininity. Killjoy, what you also say about your transgender friend, about them being emotional and hostile towards criticism, I think it's like the feelings of an adolescent female. And I think that anyone that goes through gender reassignment surgery, including hormones, has to, in a sense, go through a second version of puberty. And your friend is also looking at males in terms of their utility and sizing them up as such. Myself, as a man, I recognize my masculine side and do my best not to be aggressive with people for no reason. Testosterone will often do that to me. But at the same time, I know there are women out there that I've met that fight their female nature as well. But fighting her own nature for a prolonged period of time could be difficult when you were younger and when these hormones are being produced in a relatively larger amount. And when we get older and past our reproductive years, those amounts start to drop off. We still retain what it means to be male and female, but it diminishes significantly. And if we had to create a relative scale for masculinity and femininity, when we're adolescents, we're generally a two on the male or female scale. And once we hit adolescence and rise up into adulthood, then that number goes up to 10. And then when we become seniors, it drops off to a 6. This is just my own conclusion from my own personal observations. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the way that I see it. Anyways, thanks again for your donation as well as questions, Killjoy. Your topic is something that you got me to think about for the first time in relation to this YouTube channel. And thank you everyone else for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.